West Coast was calling my name Caught a red eye from Atlanta to L.A. Sunny skies all the time looks like a rainy day without you Welcome to another episode of AMP, the podcast that brings you closer to the music. Today we have a special guest joining us from Atlanta, a talented emerging artist in the country music scene, Dylan Cole. Dylan has been making waves with his live performances throughout the state of Georgia and recently released his debut single, Stuck in Calabasas. We're excited to have him on to share his journey and break down some of his music. Please welcome to the show, Dylan Cole. I've been stuck in Calabasas and time's moving slow as molasses and all I want to do is get back home to you. How have you been, man? I see you've been keeping busy with some local shows and stuff. Staying real busy. It's been a it's been a crazy year, really, a couple of years at this point in the live music scene, man. But uh, it's been real good. And trying to promote this single right now is the main thing too. But uh, yeah, staying busy with live gigs as well. So, how did you get your start? I know you're fairly new on the scene in terms of your branded music. How did you get your start in music? Were you playing a recorder in elementary school, or where'd you get that start? Yeah. It, I didn't find uh, my my musical um, desire or niche in the recorder. That's a good question, though. <laughs> uh, that did did do that in fourth grade, but no, I started really like seventh grade. Um, I my grandpa was playing guitar a lot, you know, be a hit at the family gatherings, and uh, I was like, man, it just looks like fun. So he had this uh, really old school Spanish style um, ovation guitar. I think it was like it's nineteen seventy two or seventy three. Um, don't know ex- what exact model or whatever, but I started messing around on that. And then I picked up an electric and it was like, oh man, this is way more fun. Um, so I really, for the next, like from when I was 12 to when I was probably 21, 22, I was just a lead guitarist mostly like, um, playing with various bands, did some stuff at church, playing lead guitar. Um, but yeah, I was just trying to shred really. I never really thought of myself as much of a singer. Um, until I kind of heard how much money my friends were making playing solo acoustic gigs around town. Real simple, like just learn a few hours of covers, show up and make like 250 bucks. And I'm like, well, that sounds a lot better than, you know, working some of these, uh, these part-time jobs and stuff like that I was doing in college. So kind of got my start that way. I graduated college in, in 2018 and I was kind of helping on like, man, I'm really going to get this music thing going and start playing live. Um, I was working and, and playing all through 2019 and then, uh, COVID kind of happened in 2020, just really kind of put a dent in it, man. Uh, and so bounced back from that and now we're hitting the ground running, gigging as much as I can pretty much. Yeah. I see you've been playing lots of local gigs. Like we said earlier, uh, playing bars and, and breweries around town when you're playing these venues like that, you know, I know you sometimes have to play for hours, you know, um, how is it like you able to sneak in some of your own songs every now and then and or do you have to play the hits or, or the requests? You really got to read the vibe of the crowd. So I book a lot of my stuff through a uh, through a local agency where they've just got deals with all these bars that kind of outsource their music bookings. 
So it could be like a smoky bar where everybody's over 65. Could be like some of the spots <laughs> I've played in Brookhaven where I think I'm the oldest person there at 28. Um, and they, they just want to hear T-Swift and pop music. But like, I'm not... Um, I'm not opposed to just kind of playing whatever the crowd wants to hear to keep the party going. Like you, you got to kind of humble yourself as a, as a local musician. You're always like, this isn't like a, this isn't a concert for me. Everybody's just trying to have a good time. Uh, so I'll, I'll try to play whatever the crowd's wanting to hear. I'll, I'm big on requests. So if I can make it happen, pull it up real quick on my phone. If I've heard the song before, I can do it. It's usually what I tell people. If I haven't heard the song, like it's, it's probably no dice, but, uh, but yeah, I'll try to sneak in the, uh, the original stuff, especially when they're like, Oh, just play something that's your your favorite thing to play. Play something you want to play. Whenever they throw that out there, because that's what a lot of people will do if uh, they've been requesting all night. So uh, then, well, I, if you insist, huh? yeah, yeah. So you, I feel like you got to kind of earn their trust a little bit. Like get get them to you know, play what they want to what they want to hear, and then you can kind of start sprinkling in your own stuff. And I always like to close uh, with "Stuck in Calabasas," the one single I've got on streaming now. So try to keep that fresh in their brains is the goal there, right? Yeah. So what is what's your favorite place around you know in Georgia that you like to play at? Oh man, I got a lot of folks that'll get mad at me if I if I don't say. A, what are, you, what are some I'll of your favorites? I'll yeah. tell you. I'll tell you a couple of my faves. Uh, the Standard in uh, in Roswell is one of my favorite spots, just because they were the kind of first place that repeat requested me through my agency. So I played there once or twice, and the owner was like, "Hey, I want him back here." Like weekly or which is, is not really doable but basically now i'm playing there once or twice a month they got a couple locations it's one of my favorite spots to play one of like the the coolest crowds to play for um another two in town you got uh reformation brewery uh just because it's such a it's it's like a big staple of of woodstock like you get a huge crowd out there it's sometimes. a big hangout spot you know? it's a big hangout spot and it's a good opportunity for people to hear your stuff uh and then glover park too glover park was kind of I think the very first place to uh, to start booking me in town. So they kind of gave me a shot before I had, you know, hardly any followers on Instagram, barely had any content out there and just kind of ran with it. And now I've played there every uh, every two weeks, probably for like a year or so. Well, you know, people have to listen to you there because it's the only thing you can hear down there. Oh, yeah. There's music going. <laughs> so I've, I've been there when there's local music before and it's it, it gets a little overwhelming, but at least, you know, they're there. Oh yeah, it's 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 the hardest room too. So, uh, for all my uh, audio gearheads out there, it, it's the hardest room to mix. So if you ever go play there, be be prepared, you know, because it's got all that the the brewing equipment and the echo and stuff. Uh, yeah. But it's yeah, but once you get the mix right, it can have a really cool echo reverb type deal. So it's good though, man. I enjoy cool. that place a lot. Well, when you're out there playing your own music, you know, you're obviously a country artist when you write your own stuff. How do you feel like that's received? Uh, I don't know. Is it feel? Do you feel ever feel like there's too much country music, or do you feel like since country's so popular that it's really easy to be received by the audience? You know, are they pretty receptive to it? It it's it really varies on the crowd because I'll get to a spot and I'll see a lot of uh, I'll see like a lot of like you know metal t-shirts or like you know folks who's just you, you just you kind of think in your head like oh they don't look like they would be country fans and people will shock you like with the stuff they still like like hey man you know fishing in the dark it'll be like some you know 20 year old that you wouldn't expect to you know want to hear like a country classic right, right? a corn so shirt or something <laughs> I've kind of learned just to like never really make assumptions of, of people like and you know if, if you're just authentic and play you know what what it is that you want to play and what you can put feeling into, uh, they'll dig it no matter what it is. But I still try to throw a good bit of variety out there too. 
Have you ever felt just like really out of place wherever you're playing? Like has the vibe ever just been completely different? So one of your one of your previous guests, uh, Joseph Piper, um, he uh, I was playing with his band, The Relics, and we were I, I won't even say what the name of the spot was, but it was a it was a biker bar. And I think we were 21, 22 years old and just looked way out of place. Like Joseph's wearing a vest and got all his flashy stuff on. Um, and it was just, uh, you know, they were they were like they were barking at his uh at some female band members and stuff it was it was the only time where after a gig i didn't want to stick around and like shake hands kiss babies type thing it's like all right guys let's let's pack it up but uh you know it's we were we were so like green in the industry and young then like i, I don't we probably just looked like some losers or something so it's all we were young we were young at the time but uh but yeah no that was a that was an interesting one <laughs> so going back to your music um, you just said you had a song that came out in November, uh, stuck in Calabasas, and that's your first release on streaming. Um, take us through that process. You know, the, when you started writing that song and the inspiration for that song and just all the way through to the recording process, you know, did you test it out a bunch, uh, at these bars? Yeah, that song probably got played live at least a hundred times before ever, uh, getting it on a, a demo and ultimately the, the finished record. Um, went through several uh, several takes of trying to get that song recorded and get the exact sound I wanted. Uh, took a long time, and then finally uh, connected with these guys, uh, We the People Records up in uh, up in Franklin, Tennessee. And I'm gonna be doing a lot more um, a lot more records with them. But it's it's just really quality professional production. Um, they record for uh, this guy Josh Corson, who just opened up for Megan Maroney, who's like a huge deal now. Uh, so that he's he's the guy who kind of referred me to him, but um, took me a while to kind of find that that right sound. Uh, but as far as like the writing and um, figuring out the concept for the song, it, it really uh, it really stemmed from just hearing a. Uh, I was I was listening to this podcast that I, surprisingly enough, um, where they they film it in Calabasas and they're always talking about Calabasas, and I was just like, that's got a weird it's got a weird ring to it. Like I had never heard of it, you know. And it turned out it's like where the kardashians live and all this stuff but um anywho if for, for those who don't know it's just like a a suburb of la that's like really really ritzy really nice whatever and i, I kind of just i was thinking man what what rhymes with that like I, that's one of those like you know i, I write i kind of workshop with different um song concepts all the time and i'll think of things that rhyme and i was like what rhymes with calabasas and i was like molasses and then it, it, it kind of just came to me that line like i've been stuck in calabasas time's moving slow as molasses you know molasses <laughs> is sticky it, it all kind of just came together it's weird how those ideas kind of come to fruition you know yeah it just works out yeah and and i wrote the first verse before ever going there and then uh i couldn't finish the first verse of the song and i was like kind of stuck uh no pun intended and i went to Calabasas actually. So I, I had to go to LA for a business trip. Anyway, I went out a day early, rented a truck and then kind of just like rode around, um, through like Topanga Canyon, which is like this like mountain range with a bunch of cliffs and stuff, um, that leads you right to, uh, to Calabasas from the coast. And so I kind of just started right, you know, coming up with, with different ideas. I was like, okay, do I need to like write about the, the local landscape, whatever. And then it just came to me like, why, have two verses about Calabasas, like make this, this whole song, like about a, a dude trying to get back home and making the journey. So in the song, I've got, 
you know, I'm stuck in I'm stuck in Calabasas after trying to take an opportunity in Los Angeles, and I get a layover in Milwaukee. I get stuck there. Um, so that's that's kind of like the premise of verse two. But it all just kind of came together after I actually visited that town. So that was a cool that was a cool experience. It's kind of cool. You got some more inspiration after actually going there. You know, not not having it before. I feel like I couldn't finish the song without having gone there. But also, I've got you know a lyric in. Uh, in verse two, it's like, I've been stuck up here in Milwaukee. My flight's delayed, so I guess I'm walking. You know, I actually haven't been to Milwaukee either. So <laughs> that's that's the next uh, that's the next stop. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it's crazy how songwriting works. Like this, this stuff kind of just comes to you. And sometimes it's from real life experience. And sometimes it's just conceptual. And you just got to kind of run with it, you know. Yeah. So this song would be an example of, you know, where you're writing about a character and you kind of had to put yourself in that situation to write it. Do you have any songs that are about your your personal experiences that you have or, is, or do you like to write from the point of view of a character? A lot of it comes from from point of view. So my uh, my next single I'm going to be releasing later in spring uh, feels like cheating. It, it all came from a concept watching The Office. So I don't know if, if, if you watched The Office before. Oh, of course. I just finished through the super fan watch. Uh. OK, perfect. So Jim and Pam, they kind of have this office romance, right? While she's still uh engaged to roy and they're not like they're not cheating you know they're not having an affair or anything but it it kind of feels like cheating when you watch them talking at the water cooler and stuff so that was kind of the premise of like uh, a workplace romance almost almost for the uh for the next song so it's just a it's upbeat uh country record but yeah it's gonna be called feels like cheating and i'll kind of release that before summer as you know something you can bump on the way to the pool or the beach or whatever so i'm looking forward to that one um as far as songs I've written that are from the heart, though, or like, you know, from personal experience, uh, first song I've ever written that I, I do intend to still put out, uh, it's called Water Them Flowers. And it was, uh, you know, basically, basically just like a string of uh, a string of rejections, if you will, or just, you know, not doing so well with the uh, with the opposite sex. When I was real, I was young. I, I think I wrote this is my first song I wrote. So I had to be like 19 or 20, roughly. Uh, but the tagline or like the, the hook of it's just don't forget to water them flowers I left sitting at your door. And it's, it's kind of just like a culmination of like, you know, me in the, the dating scene and things not going well. So that's that's the one of the ones that was like from personal experience. But again, it's been like 10 years. So it's I don't remember who all it was about and everything, you know, <laughs> I've been sitting on that song for a while. Well, how early on was Stuck in Calabasas written? You know, did you write that early on? Or is that more of a recent? It was uh, it wasn't early on. I it was during COVID, I think. Like no, November 2020 is when I first started messing around with the concept. Then I visited Los Angeles. I sat on this verse one for like a, a year. And then I visited Los Angeles in like 2021, in December 2021. And after, you know, going to Calabasas and, and you know, walking around doing the touristy stuff, I, um, I that's when I finished it up. So was finished with it in 2022. And then I started playing it out um, as a finished product all through 2022 when I was gigging and then really didn't get it recorded and released until November, 2023. So it's been a long process and I probably could have moved quicker, but you know, it takes funds to get a record produced the way you want it and things like that. Yeah. So do you ever feel like some of the early songs that you wrote are kind of like your baby and you, you don't feel like they're ready to be released or do you feel a little bit more picky about those than maybe now that you're in the mindset of writing, you might write something that's more ready for release? Yeah, I think there is like a, a recency bias because the the most recent song I, I just wrote um, that I actually I played at Mad Life for the uh, 
for the first time ever. Um, I Quit You is the name of it. It's kind of like a breakup song. But it's like the one I was probably most excited about because I was just like, oh, yeah, this makes more musical sense. And it like falls in my range and everything. And that's as a musician, right? But then like uh, my girlfriend and like some of my friends and stuff are like, yeah, it's good. But like this one you did was was crazy. Like this one was this one went off or whatever. So it's it's not always what the general public is, is going to see as like, you know, optimum. But it's um, it's it's more so like for me musically. Like I, I with the more recent stuff, it always seems like okay, I'm I'm getting better at songwriting. Like I'm kind of fine tuning, right? You mentioned your tone. It was kind of funny the first time I heard you perform. You really come out there with this big twangy country voice, and just haven't talked to you for a little bit here and there. You know, I didn't expect it right away, but it was pretty powerful. So it was kind of cool to see. It was like your your performance is actually like classic country. Thanks, man. And 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 people uh, are surprised like with my my you know my interview voice and stuff because um, it's I. I've really kind of tried to eliminate my accent for being on the phone and stuff because I'm I'm in sales and so it's like okay when you're dealing with with guys in the in the south you can kind of let it go but when you're talking to folks in New Jersey you know Washington wherever you know you don't want to want to just sound super backwoods so I I tune I tune it down a little bit but when I get around the fam it, the accent really uh, really turns up but um, yeah no I I appreciate you saying that about the the, the live stuff too yeah that's one thing I I, I try to work on is like not getting way too much twang where it's like I quit enunciating because that can happen too with, with country. So that's a big thing is like just diction and being uh, deliberate with your words and whatever. So authentic too. You don't want to overdo it. Yeah. That's, and that's another thing too. You know, you don't want to like really, you're, you don't want to be overly yeehaw. Like I didn't grow up like, you know, hunting, fishing every single weekend. Like I was, you know, I was, I went to bonfires in the woods and stuff and like, you know, played paintball with my friends. Like, I, mean, I grew up country, but like, not as country as, as some folks. So I do try to stay like as authentic as I can, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, well, I, and a lot of my my songs don't really kind of allude to that like hunting, fishing narrative with country. It's more so just you know songs about people and things and places, right? Yeah. <laughs> girls, beer, trucks, hunting, fishing. That's like the five staples of country music. The girls, beer, and trucks can come up in in, in some <laughs> some of the stuff I'm working on, but we'll see. Just not hunting and fishing too much yet. <laughs> so, who are some of your inspirations? Inspiration for your voice, inspiration for your style. I uh, I wasn't really into country in high school or early college. I was definitely more of a. Uh, I was listening to like a date or a member. Uh, some of these, you know, more of. Uh, uh, like pop punk type bands, all time low. I was I was big into that scene when I was He's an elder know, emo playing. Yeah, music. yeah, basically a like millennial, you know, elder emo type of music. That I was really into that. And then I had my um, you know, Kid Cudi, J Cole stuff like that. Uh, was real big when I was in um, early college, like high school. So I think I kind of got into it from uh, like Sam Hunt popped off in like 20, 2016 and got real real big. Um, and so around, around that time, you know, you see, uh, it was like a, a football guy that kind of moved into to doing music and like, he was, he was still cool. He wasn't too like overly country, right. It kind of yeah. like a, a swagger about him and mostly like early college, high school, early college, I was obsessed with athletics. Like I was, um, I was like walking on to different teams, uh, with college. I mean, I, I tried a couple of different college football programs, uh, walking on and stuff, um, didn't end up making um 
the team at like Kennesaw State or I tried at West Georgia. So, but you know, I was a bigger guy and you know, I was like, okay, man, I just, I really want to make it in athletics. That was like my focus. Uh, but once I, I figured, okay, this isn't going to pan out, like it, the focus kind of shifted to like, okay, finish school. And then like, what avenues can I pursue in music? And really my, my dad just said to me one day, he's like, you know, you, you have an accent, like, why don't you sing country? <laughs> like it would probably sound the most authentic. You know, you're one of the people that infuriates everyone because you got the natural, the gift, the twang, you know, you can't teach that a lot of times, you know, or the, the presence. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. And it's, it's crazy. Like with, uh, I, I think of Keith Urban, uh, with being Australian and then he throws in the, the twang on, but it, it sounds, it sounds real when he does it yeah. still. Um, but but yeah, no, it's just kind of a reflection of where I uh, where I grew up in in uh, Covington, Georgia. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it, it's just naturally there, no matter what style of music I do, unless I really try to turn the uh, the inner emo kid on, you know, and I, I do some of that genre. But but yeah, the twang just comes out. So I was kind of like, all right, well, just let's dig into it, I guess. And so instead of trying to really sing out of my range with these like higher rock songs, I was like, let's lower it down. And so it's it's more comfortable to do country for me. Most of the songs are in like my register, my vocal range, uh, and it yeah, it just kind of suited me. So you know, fast forward, I'm I'm doing you know six, seven, eight hours of of country hits every weekend, you know, around at local bars. So I think it's uh it's it's fared me well. Well, going forward in 2024, uh, what's to come for you? What's uh, you got some releases coming out? You got some big shows in in the works? You know what what are you planning for this year? What are some of your goals? So. I do want to kind of pivot from uh, doing like just local bars and all these places that are really high volume to doing more uh, ticketed shows, festivals, things like uh, things like that. Big, um, you know, historic venues doing doing larger, larger venues. I've, I've done some of that as an opener. Uh, but, yeah, just being able to get on like festival bills and things of that nature. So I kind of need to get my um, some more of my content together and keep keep getting the, the follows up on social and whatnot. Uh, but as far as releases, I, I do want to do uh, one song each quarter. So I want to have my um, my spring hit with uh, with feels like cheating, and then uh, for the rest of the year, I've got something I want to do late summer, fall, and then right around the holidays. I've kind of got it mapped out. So I'm looking at four releases this year. All right, um, assuming that's all all possible, you know, with uh, my schedule and everything like that. So yeah, I know it's easy to get you know, feel drowned in that, you know, stay on top of the social media. It gets a little overwhelming. Absolutely. Working full time and, and trying to do all, all this too is, uh, yeah, it can, it can definitely be, uh, tiring at times and, you know, you lose, you lose focus, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely got to, got to stay on it and really self promote. That's the, that's the biggest thing. Um, and that's, that's one of the things I wish I did better with this, this single I just came out, but that's why we're, you know, doing the doing a little bit of a press tour and i'm doing three or four podcasts this month so that's why i'm happy to be here (laughs) all right well we can't wait to see them and we can't wait to hear all the music and uh see what you do this year maybe catch a couple more shows or catch you out at a bar somewhere awesome yeah and uh no i really appreciate that and if you guys want to check out my stuff it's just uh dylan cole on spotify i've got one single on there stuck in calabasas that we talked about and then i'm on social on instagram dylan cole music underscore atl and then on TikTok, it's just Dylan Cole Music underscore ATL as well. Uh, so give me follows on there and, and check out my stuff. I, I appreciate you having me in, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of AMP. If you enjoyed the episode, please drop the show a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. 
follow AMP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at AMP Music Podcast. And let me know who you'd like me to interview next. Thanks again for listening. See you next time. Stay back.